Everyone right now is looking to the future. We're going to pull out the crystal ball today and make some predictions of our own about what the future of travel will look like. Welcome to episode 16. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, Danny. the go-to podcast for families on the move. Hey friends, I'm Rob and I'm flying solo today and this is the 16th episode of the Family Vacationer. Last week, we talked about all the places that Danny and I are looking forward to traveling to once we can pack our suitcases again and hit the open road. Today, we're going to talk about what transportation and destinations might look like when we do. Let's get the first question out of the way. When? Everyone wants to know when we're going to be able to travel again. Well, there are some states in the U.S. and other countries abroad that are starting the reopening process It's important to understand that it is going to be a process, and there's really no way to predict when we'll get back to whatever the new normal is going to look like. I think it's also important to understand that planes, trains, cruise ships, hotels, and resorts are not only going to have to battle the spread of this virus when it flares up, but also combat the public perception of what's safe and what's not. All you have to do is look at any social media post on any platform about COVID-19, and you're going to see what a battle that's going to be. You have people that believe this is a hoax, all the way to people that believe this is the end of the world. But the bottom line is this. I don't believe people, the majority of people in the world, are going to start traveling again until they feel like it's safe to do so. So at this time, I want to bring in Stacy Cabell. Stacy's a travel industry veteran. She's also the owner of the travel agency I work for, Star Stuff Travel. I call her my travel boss. Stacy, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on. So how are you making out during the quarantine? Are you doing all right? I'm hanging in there. Yep. Yep. We're hanging in there. We're getting a lot of stuff done. We just redid our kitchen and I'm <laughs> organizing my office and all things we would not have done had we not been stuck in the house. That's my one biggest problem with the quarantine is that I have way too much time to do all the things that I put off otherwise, <laughs> but my yep. wife has a large no list. No, none. <laughs> you have plenty of time. Go do it. That's what my wife tells me all the time. So Exactly. I know, Stacy. a lot of what we're going to talk about is speculative, and everything that we're talking about could change tomorrow based on conditions on the ground. So we just know that going in, but going with what we know right now, let's jump into a couple of questions here. What do you feel like recreational travel is going to look like in the short term, say late summer, early fall, and then projecting outward? I really foresee lots of family road trips. I think many people are going to be nervous right away to run out and jump on an airplane. I mean, right now, people are scared to death to touch their groceries, right? They're wiping their groceries down before putting them away. So. I can't see tons of people just jumping on a plane. So I think things like cabin rentals, RV rentals, families visiting national parks around the United States, but definitely things that are drivable with families that, you know, they're going to do where they're going to be together. Maybe, for instance, a cabin on the lake where they're just going to kind of relax together, go fishing, and they're not going to be around a ton of of people, really. Well, I read something just today talking about Florida reopening and kind of the shape of how that was going to happen. And they were talking about they were going to focus on, you know, Floridians traveling internally first and then worry about going nationally and then internationally. So that makes a lot of sense. I've talked with several clients that are expecting some really good deals once travel does resume. 
Do you think travelers should expect crazy low prices or is value more of a term that, that travelers should expect, meaning that, you know, they'll receive more for the rate that they do pay? You know what? I really think that we're going to see a little bit of both. So currently we're seeing some really good prices, but because so much is unknown right now, it's really hard to tell if in the long run, suppliers are going to need to ru- like raise their prices due to the losses that they suffer. Right. I can tell you that I just read the other day, for instance, um, Norwegian Cruise Line. They were telling us how they were going to upgrade their experiences fleet-wide with things like, for instance, replacing their mini suites to something called club balcony suites, where they were going to offer amenities like pre-booking dining and entertainment 125 days out, complimentary sparkling wine, and things like that, that you weren't getting before all of this happened. Right. So seeing a company like that offering amenities like that now, I'm thinking more bang for your buck off the get-go, but in the long run, I do think that there might be some suppliers that need to raise their prices. Which makes sense. So the reputation of the cruise industry has taken a beating along with their revenues. And I know hardcore cruisers, which I have quite a few that are are clients, they're going to cruise regardless. As soon as somebody tells them they can go, they're going to get on a boat. But what does the industry do, do you think, to win back that casual cruiser? Do you think we'll see a a trend, a shift towards all-inclusives instead of cruises? Or how do you you see that playing out? So in my opinion, the cruise lines are really going to need to show that they have some kind of really deep cleaning practices right off the bat. They're really going to have to show the consumer that is not a cruise fanatic, you know, what they're doing to keep the ship and the cabins really clean. Maybe they're going to also make sure each guest is not ill before they embark. Much stricter, though, than what they used to do. You know, gone are the days of just filling out the form and saying, oh, you know what? I did have a fever yesterday, but they don't have to know. Many cruise lines I noticed within the past couple weeks before they really canceled quite a few cruises, they were requiring clients 60 years and older to have notes from physicians. So, you know, that could very well happen for everybody. Right. But at the end of the day, it might even be something as big as proving you've had a vaccination. Which makes sense you know, as well. And yeah. Well, yeah. I, I actually read there were several cruise lines that were contemplating. I don't know if this is actually going to happen or if it's just something that they're batting around where they would not let any cruisers 70 years of age or older cruise. So I don't, hopefully that's, that's just, you know, some things they're talking about in the, in the interim. But I also read that CLIA around the trade industry, they are working towards establishing a new cleaning standard. And I read also Marriott was kind of doing the same thing. So I think they're, Mm -hmm. I think it's Mm going to be good for travelers knowing that there is, you know, a heightened sense of cleanliness on these ships. But you know, my last cruise was on Royal Caribbean and they were, I mean, they were singing it in song form. They were begging you to wash your hands every chance you get. I think a lot of the responsibility is still going to fall on the passengers. Don't you agree? I do. And here's the thing that not a lot of people that aren't 
cruise fanatics realize. There are other types of illnesses that many people can get on a cruise right. if you're not washing your hands all the time. I mean, there's that really awful neurovirus that, you know, is famous around the cruise ships, which no one talks about at this point with, you know, the pandemic going around. But sure. it's definitely, you know, eye opening right now that each person is going to be responsible for making sure that, you know, they're telling the truth. They're definitely taking care of themselves because it's affecting other people. And, you know, the cruise lines are also going to come out with better hygiene patterns. You know, anything that they can do that is going to be better for the clients, they're going to do it now because they can't risk losing too much more than they already have lost. Right. So a topic that's near and dear to my heart, the theme parks, I know yours as well. I read yes. Shanghai Disney. They have started a phase reopening right now. It's just reduced capacity and hours for some of the entertainment and shopping offerings. The park itself is still closed, but I've heard talk of requiring masks, temperature checks. They have a health app that they're going to have to carry around and, and have that check possibly. Do you think we can expect those kind of things here in Anaheim and Orlando? You know what? There's no doubt about the fact that Anaheim and Orlando are both going to also do a phased opening for sure. Right. I'm not sure yet that, you know, we're going to have to worry about eliminating anything as far as the the parties, you know, for instance, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and things like that. What I feel like is going to happen with things like that, they're going to change the actual capacity limits, you sure. know, for sure, no doubt about it, capacity numbers are going to be way lower than than they have been. Masks, there's probably no doubt about it. If you go back into history and you look at SARS, you know, after people started traveling, most people were wearing masks. Right. And this is, you know, triple the time of SARS, you know, the effect that SARS had on our world. So, yes, I think you're going to see masks. It is unfortunate, but they're going to do whatever they can do to keep their guests and their cast members healthy. I do also think that, unfortunately, again, there is a chance that they may not open until there's a vaccination. Okay. It's all hearsay. You know, you read a lot, you hear a lot of people talking, but there is a chance that, you know, they want that vaccination because they want their cast members protected right. at the end of the day. Right. So I, I would not, right now I feel like everything's off the table. Anything is possible. Right. Anything is possible. Well, and, and I wonder like with the Star Wars area in Disney, you know, they, they, they've they used a virtual queue. Wonder if that might be something they consider. I'm sure that's probably on the table. And then when you look at, I mean, Disney Universal, everything is about a crowd. So when they do reopen, I wonder if they're going to discontinue parades and the fireworks that draw, you know, I mean, if, goodness, if you go to see the, the fireworks, yeah. I mean, you're literally right up on other people. So. I just wonder if that's going to have exactly. to be something they, they modify, at least at first. I don't know how you would, you know, socially distance 
even if you did have a reduced capacity, how are you going to get people to stand exactly six feet apart? So that seems problematic. And that's where my mind goes to at the end of the day, they want a vaccine. Right. You know, our minds and our hearts want to be open and looking forward to something really close in the future to be able to do and go back to our favorite place. But at the end of the day, we have to be safe. Right. And I and Disney out of any company I know, like they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they're safe because they do not want any harm to come to anybody that visits their park. So, you know, everything's off the table. Anything could happen. But in my mind, I'm truly feeling like a vaccination is is a large part of that. Well, and it makes sense from the consumer standpoint as well. And this is advice I give anyone that's that's trying to plan a vacation. If you're spending that kind of money, you want to have fun and be relaxed. And anything that cuts in to either of those, you're really kind of defeating the whole purpose of the vacation. So if you if you're going yeah. down to Disney and paying the prices for Disney or Universal, and you're all, you're the entire time worried about you know touch, you mentioned groceries that kind of fear yep. at a park that kind of defeats the whole purpose of going. So I I totally understand that you know a vaccine might be what we need to wait on. Unfortunately, so along the lines of planning your vacation. What kind of changes do you think we should expect for travel insurance? We, Danny and I have talked about doing a whole show on travel insurance, which, you know, n- neither of us is excited about, but it's something <laughs> it's I mean, who wants to talk about insurance for 30 minutes or an hour, but good luck with that. Well, it, it just, it, it feels like, you know, if anything, this has been a, a pretty good commercial for why you should have travel insurance, but do you think there's going to be any changes coming to, you know, travel insurance as a whole? You know what? Here's the thing with travel insurance. They have never covered anything like a pandemic. Right. They do not cover fear of travel. They don't cover travel bans, government travel bans, nothing of that nature, not even with cancel for any reason, you know, but if your hair is parted to the wrong side that day, (laughs) your trip can be canceled. Right. You know, so I'm not sure that they'll ever do away with cancel for any reason. But I put my money on the fact that you'll probably see them change the percentage of coverage. You know, if if you have a cancel for any reason policy that's offering 75% of your, your money back, you might see a change to that percentage. You might even see stricter policies in order to qualify for for a claim that's been approved because, like I said, they've never covered any type of anything that we're going through in today's world. So the fact that they don't cover that, but they'll cover if you're having a bad hair day, they're, they're probably seeing you know, a historic amount of claims. And I have to say they're they're probably going to be a lot stricter in restructuring how they, you know, they approve those and the percentage of the, the refunds clients will get back. I definitely see that. So like if you were to say, we can't go on this vacation because I lost my job, they may require you to provide proof that you've lost your job or just so that they have some kind of documentation yeah. and not take your word for it like maybe yeah. they've done in the past. And that makes sense. I mean, and they might want to see that you didn't lose your job due to a pandemic, you know, 
they they might want to just yeah yeah because like i said they've they've never covered these type of things and you know the good news is that most suppliers including travel insurance again they're the same way everything's off the table you know what was yesterday isn't today and they're constantly changing so I definitely think you'll see some stricter policies come out, but that's just my opinion. Yep. Well, and you kind of already covered this, but so you feel like the vaccine is really going to be the linchpin to getting to whatever the new normal is going to be. Yes. And that's exactly it. It's going to be a new normal. There is not going to be any part of our life in general. Forget, you know, travel, but nothing's going to be normal. So we're we're pretty much all starting over again. Right. Suppliers, travel agencies, agents, clients, traveling as a whole, I feel like we're all going to learn it together because everything's going to be different. There's going to be so many different, you know, policies like we just talked about with travel insurance. Things are going to be different in order to gosh, you know, after 9/11 there were a lot of different things put in place just to board a plane. If you remember the days when we would just walk into the airport and your loved one would walk you to the gate, right. you know, yep. or walk you to the plane yeah. and say goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, after 9-11, all of that changed. So we're going to have a new norm and all of that's going to change. And in my opinion, and again, it's only my opinion, I definitely see the vaccine being, you know, 95% of that. In my opinion, I think uncertainty is more the issue than than the change itself. Because I feel like most people are pretty adaptive. You know, you give somebody a hurdle, a new hurdle, they, they go over it. But the uncertainty of not knowing, I think that's the biggest thing right now. And along those lines... What advice do you have for people that are holding reservations for travel in the fall, late fall, early? I've got a client, for example, she's booked on a Disney cruise first part of the year in January, but they're a little nervous. What advice do you have for those people? Should they wait and see? You know, what advice do you have for them? So like you said, the uncertainty is what's really hard here. No one has a crystal ball. I would definitely not rush to cancel or reschedule yet. I would wait and see, you know, how the next few months unfold. There's a lot of talk about, is the virus going to come back in the fall? Will we have a vaccination, you know, by the late part of the fall? We don't have those answers yet. So I would definitely hold off for as long as possible. The good news is, specifically for something like a Disney cruise, if you can hold out for as long as possible and God forbid it's canceled, the cruise line or the supplier is more apt to offer you something in return for rebooking. Right. You know, I, I think right now, currently, if you were on booked on a Disney cruise that was canceled and you took their future cruise credit, you got 125% of your cruise amount. Right. So you made 25% on that. And going back to a couple questions before about prices going down, you might have been in an ocean view. And now with that 125%, maybe a cruise being way cheaper, 
you're going to be able to be on a balcony, you right. know? So yeah. I would definitely wait. I would definitely not rush to cancel or reschedule. We have no idea what's going to happen. Well, and so anytime I talk about this on the podcast, I feel like it's self-serving, but I do feel like what's happened is a good commercial for reasons why you want a travel agent. Amen. There's all the horrible stories that you hear about people that, and I won't name any names, but who go through discounted sources and they're on hold for four and five hours. Any final thoughts on all this as it, as it relates to, you know, why it's a good thing to have a travel agent? I know you've got a definite viewpoint on that. <laughs> A hundred percent. And we saw it with the pandemic. So those OTA companies, you know, you said you wouldn't name names, but I hate to do this, but, you know, companies like Book It, right. they left customer millions and millions of customers stranded right. all over the place, all over the place. You know, they had clients in Mexico with one of our agents who was visiting Cancun when this all first started. She was meeting a lot of people that booked with Book It where they paid the company, but the company never paid the resort, never paid their transfers or their airline home. Mm. So not only did they have to, you know, they lost their money with what they paid to the OTA, but they had to repay all of that, you know, once they, they got to their resort. So... By far between that and like you said, your hold times that you mentioned were very friendly. I know there were people on hold for 10 to 12 hours a day. Oh, now, nobody wants to do that, no. you know, so you want to book with somebody that you know will take care of that for you. You're not going to be stuck on the phone. And at the end of the day, Rob, like me and you talked before, you want to book with somebody that you can trust. Right. If your client asks you a question about the safety of something or traveling, you're going to tell them the truth, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because the entire thing, it's a relationship. And, and, you know, from my perspective as a travel agent, I obviously want to, you know, I don't want this to be a one trip and, and done. I want to, you know, establish a relationship. And like we talked about, a lot of the people that I book are friends and family. And, you know, if they ask me an opinion, I'm going to give them my honest opinion. And I'm not just going to let them fend You're for themselves. No, uh, uh, no, no, it's not worth, it's not worth my integrity. Exactly. You know, whereas if you're, if you're with a nameless, faceless 800 number, which a lot of people got stuck with, what do you really have there? You may have a little, you may have paid a little less, but to me, it just seems like it's worth it to have that peace of mind of knowing I can call somebody I know and they're going to work on my behalf to, you know, for my benefit. So again, it sounds self-serving being a travel agent, but it's honestly the truth. That's the silver lining that's coming out of that for us as travel agents. I really believe that, you know, we're not going to have to explain as much as what our value is and what we offer after this, because people are honestly going to be looking to use a travel agent that they trust at this point. I really do. So any other final thoughts as we wind down here, any on the pandemic or as it relates to travel, anything else? No, everybody just stay safe. 
stay inside and do what you're supposed to. So then when travel does open up, we can all go out and enjoy this beautiful world together. Well, Stacey, thanks so much for being on the show today and for being such a personal source of encouragement and for supporting this show since we started it. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. And uh, I I agree with you. Everybody wash your hands so we can get back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having me on, Rob. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.